Welcome back to the Authentic Online Marketing Podcast. I'm your host, Ruthie Gray. And today I have the joy of sharing with you my VA and website designer, Sarah Motes. Welcome to the show, Sarah. Hello. So happy to be here. And one of the things that we're going to talk about today, which is a huge thing that you need in your online business, is a website. We're going to talk about five things that your your website always needs especially at the beginning of the new year. Your website always needs these things. I understand that setting up your website is a huge investment. It's a big deal in a business whenever you get a professional website done. But the thing is, if you don't maintain it and do these things throughout your business life, your website's going to start to look outdated, kind of fall apart a little bit. So these are just good practices to maintain your website. And we realized that at the time of this airing, it's Q4. Can you believe that? It's Q4. So we have just started September. It's the big push to get Mm -hmm. everything done that you didn't get done during the year. This is it. I'm Mm -hmm. releasing my book. Sarah's sending her oldest to school. And I'm sure you have projects that you are trying to wrap up. So we're all trying to do the thing, but our goal is for you to just have one or two takeaways that you can go back to your website and do right now, and it won't take very much time at all. And now, listen in. Welcome to Authentic Online Marketing with Ruthie Gray. Growing awareness for your blog, podcast, book, or product involves more than dancing to reels and yelling, buy my thing. This show models quality over clamor so you can put your spin on your message and market in a way that feels authentic to you because nobody wants to sound like an infomercial. And now here's your host, Ruthie Gray. Okay, so today we're going to give you basically in Q4, we're going to give you a few things to just go ahead and do right now to be ready for, you know, the holidays, Black Friday, things like that, that you may have a launch for, but also things that maybe you don't have time to do right now, but you can have them ready. At the very least, you can have them ready for the new year for 2024 for your website. Right, Sarah? Yes. So we have five quick tips for you. You can pick and choose what you have time for. Either way, these things have got to get done. What's the first thing we should do on our website to keep it current and fresh? The first thing you're going to want to do is you're going to want to make sure that your copyright date in the footer, which is the very bottom of your website, says 2023. This always needs to be updated by January. If it says anything later, get it up to date right now. Basically, it it identifies your work on the website as yours. So by doing so, it helps people who want to use your work or like maybe share your work, pull from your blog post, pull from your podcast to locate the owner of the content, which is you and obtain permission to use your information. It also shows the work's first year of publication. So it's just a very simple thing that takes, I don't know, two minutes, Mm -hmm. maybe less. It literally is just as simple as going in and erasing 
the two and putting the three or next year to be erase the three and put the four. But you want to make sure your website is current. In other words, you might have a website that sells something or you may have a blog or a podcast or whatever. Whatever your website is for needs to be current and fresh with the year that you are in. Yes. In other words. That is correct. So that was number one change your year at the bottom beside your copyright, right? Copyright. Yes. So number two, okay, we all know about SEO, search engine optimization, but sometimes that seems like a big, scary term. What's one practical thing we can do right now, whether we have an older blog or possibly it's brand spanking new to get us on the right track? With search engine optimization, whenever you have a low SEO score or, well, it's not even a score, but it's just a way that Google ranks you whenever people type in a keyword that you talk about a lot. So if you talk about Instagram, how to use Instagram for your business, we want Ruthie to show up where she needs to on Google. So whenever you have a low ranking, you're going to be way down at the bottom. You might be on like page five. No one looks at page five. So you might as well Mm -hmm. not even exist. So we want your score to be as high as possible. The first thing I want you to do if you already have a website is click on every single link on your website to make sure you have Mm -hmm. no broken links. This means click on everything in the menu. Start at the top, work your way down. Start at the homepage and then move on to the next page. If you have links on your blog that might go to someone else's blog post, or maybe you're referencing a PDF somewhere, make sure everything Mm -hmm. works. Not only is this important for your search engine optimization, but it's also creating a better experience for your user. Right. You want them to return. Yes. And that is simple unless you have your website has been around for a while. And so then it may take a little hot minute to get everything done. But if you can just start at the top and work your way backwards, maybe do five a week or something like that, you know, five posts or, or whatever it is that you have on your site. But I'm actually doing this right now for another client for a pregnancy resource center. I manage their website and we have so many blog posts that are heavy on medical information, but we're moving them over to the new site and I'm reading through every single one updating information, especially about like COVID-19 and stuff. The links to these government websites are all broken. And it's just, you have to find everything. So I do about one per day. Realistically, (laughs) I can do one blog post per day. So don't feel like you have to do it all today. Small bites. Small Small bites. bites. Mm -hmm. I like that. That's made it more simplified. Yeah. All right. Let's go to number three. How can we catch and keep a brand new visitor's attention? This is a good one. Content is king. I am a website designer. I live and breathe graphics and branding and all of that. However, if your content is not up to date or it does not catch your viewers' attention, if you're not truly speaking to your target audience, you're not doing it right. (laughs) You have to do that. So please just read through your content as if you were a first-time visitor and you truly knew nothing about what you do. Check for things like abbreviations that you live and breathe, but someone else does Mm -hmm. not. For example, we just talked about SEO. 
and we could have not told you what SEO was. But Uh I know some of you listening might not be familiar with SEO, search engine optimization. I explained what it was. Make sure you're doing that on your website as well. Do you have a clear call to action, like a button that says book now, learn more, something like that? I I rarely link it to the about us page because really it's about your user. It's about your target audience. So whatever is the main action you want them to take, have that be your call to action before the fold. So before the fold is whenever you're on your desktop or your phone. And if you have to scroll down, anything before you have to scroll down is called before the fold. Mm -hmm. So you want there to be a clear call to action before the fold. People should know exactly what how you help them before the fold. Mm -hmm. That's a lot to pack into such a small spot, but really try and be succinct. If you have to hire a copywriter to get that done, get it done. It's so important. Mm -hmm. It's such a simple change that can go such a long way. Yes. And something else that you could do is have a member of your family read your website. Have your mom read your website. Does it make sense to her? You know, have an outsider, someone else read it Because a lot of times we are, we are so close up to our industry and jargon and what we do. So that's a, that's a great point. Yes. And if you can find someone who's actually your target audience to read it, that hasn't really met you, that's even better. Mm. But yes, getting a friend to read it, a mom, I mean, it depends on what your industry is. Mm -hmm. Depends who you would pick. Yeah. Fresh eyes always help. Next one, number four, what's... Another strategy we can use to keep traffic coming to our websites. Well, first you have to know what traffic is coming to your website, if any. So you need to have Google Analytics installed on your website. And a lot of stuff happened with Google Analytics this year. Mm -hmm. The Universal Analytics is no longer a thing. I loved Universal Analytics. I ran so many reports, like I had it down. That's no longer supported. Now we move on to GA4, which is Google Analytics 4. Mm-hmm. It's very easy to install. If you need help with that, contact your webmaster to make sure that they have it installed on your website. And from there, you can start gathering the data. Analyze your data. If you're not analyzing it, if you never look at Google Analytics, at least look at it once a year. Every six months is great. Don't be looking at it every day. It's kind of like the stock market. Don't look at it every day. Don't look at your investments every day in your 401k. Just kind of like let it sit. And then whenever you're coming up with a strategy or you're needing to know how to move forward or coming up with a campaign, take a look at it. Look at the trends. Who's visiting your website? There's demographics on there. Male, female, age range. It's hard to tell with the countries where they're coming from because so many people use like tunnel there and stuff like that. So that it looks like they're from somewhere else. So don't necessarily think you're getting a ton of traffic from India because it may or may not be true. Uh So just really start compiling the data so you can make informed decisions for your upcoming quarter. There is so much good stuff that you can learn about your audience in Google Analytics. I did a uh, a brand voice workshop last year and showed where my traffic was coming from for different things. And based on that information, I made email opt-ins and products. And I know the gals at the workshop were very surprised that you can get all of that information, but it is crucial to know instead of just going blindly into Mm -hmm. the fray 
and posting whatever, you need to know who your audience is and and their likes and dislikes and preferences and where they come from. So that's a good one. Well, obviously, email is important on our sites. It's another way to get folks visiting. So what's your best email tip for our websites? Whenever you have your email list sign up on your website, you have to think about the user and you need to make it as easy as possible for someone to sign up for your email list. Fortunately, you own your website. You kind of own your email list. You do not own social media and they could drop you at any moment. I mean, you just know you get hacked, accounts get lost. It is just so (laughs) scary out there and you don't show up in people's feeds. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So your website is very important. Your email list is very important and getting people from social media to your email list is so important. And Ruthie, you have so many good podcast episodes about getting people from Instagram to your email list. So Mm -hmm. I will make sure that on the website, these are linked in the show notes. <laughs> so you can listen to those as well, you guys. So good idea. Make, yeah, make sure that it's just so easy on your website for people to get signed up. The more clicks a user has to do to sign up for your email list, like maybe you say, click here to sign up for the email list, then it takes you to another page and then they have to fill out the form. Too many steps. It's too much. Do not do mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Embed your email list into into places like on your homepage. Embed the actual form into the footer of your website so that as people scroll, oh, you know, I didn't know I wanted to sign up for an email list, but I kind of, it's right here. Might as well fill that out. It's on every single page of your site because it's in the footer. So easy. Embed it into every blog post. Like just embed it instead of having it be its own separate page. That way it's a no brainer for people to just sign up. Amen to that. (laughs) And I love, I love what uh, Sarah has done for our website. If you are wanting kind of an example of what to do, you can go to our website, authenticonlinemarketing.com, which Sarah built, and you can look at the different places that we have email opt-ins. We have one at the top. We have a couple in the middle. Like she said, the footer, it is amazing to me, this footer, because when she asked me for one for the footer, I thought nobody is going to go down that far. And I get signups all the time from this footer that if you've been to our website, you know that I love 70s lingo because I'm a child of the 70s and it's content marketing so easy. Your mom or Carol Brady could do it. So you, if you read through the copy, you'll see different references to that. But this last opt-in says, join our cool newsletter, groovy marketing tips that will make your content as classy as a Jacqueline Smith commercial. And I've gotten so many people that have just, that caught their attention because they get it. Jacqueline Smith, one of Charlie's Angels, after Charlie's Angels was over with, I don't even know if you know this, Sarah. She did commercials for Kmart. She did a clothing line for Kmart. And I bought her stuff. A lot of us did. A lot of us young moms back in the day. So a little easy tip is to put one in your footer. Yes, don't sleep on the footer. Whenever I had an email list, which I no longer do just because I had to simplify my life. But oh my goodness, I had a specific segment in Flowdesk for the footer. 
I would get so many signups from it just because it was so easy. I would just tell people, just scroll down to the foot of my website, sign up for my email list. They're like, oh yeah, sure. Done. (laughs) Done. And you don't have to tell them moatsdesign.com slash email list or whatever. Nope. Just scroll (laughs) to the very bottom of the website. It's right there, babe. Sign up. Yep. So simple. Well, these have been great tips to review. Number one was change the copyright year in your footer of your website. Make sure that it is up to date. Then number two was make sure for SEO purposes that we click on every link on your website to make sure it all works. There we go. Number three, update your content. Don't rewrite your whole site. Just read through it as if you're a first time user. Number four, check your Google Analytics. Read it. Look at it. Observe it. Read it so you can either tweak, change, or keep the strategy that you're using to draw traffic to your website. Knowledge is power. And then number five, email. Yes, make sure your email list is super easy to sign up. Okay, so I'm going to ask you a bonus question here. Out of these five tips, which one can our listeners execute today to start seeing better results? What is your top? Number five, five. email list. Always just, yes, just thinking about the user. My previous job, I was a UX UI designer, which is user experience slash user interface. And the simpler things were, the more conversions you're going to get. So just don't overcomplicate it. Make it easy to sign up. And then you can start marketing to them like crazy for quarter four. Here at Authentic Online Marketing, we love us some email talk, email chatter. Like Sarah said, she's going to pop in some of our best podcast episodes about email marketing. Of course, we always love Instagram too. But like she said, that is rented space. You want to move your followers to owned real estate on your newsletter. Yeah. So go make sure that that is updated. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you, Sarah, for taking the time out of your busy schedule to have a little conversation. It's always fun. Yes, you're welcome. I'm so happy to be here. Yes. And I'm I'm so happy that you maintain my website. (laughs) You're so welcome. (laughs) Speaking of newsletters, are you subscribed to my newsletter? It's called the AOM Insider, it's full of authentic online marketing tips, resources that oftentimes you don't find anywhere else if you're following me on social or on the podcast. Oftentimes you get early news about things that we are producing, our new products, affiliate products, or special summits that I'm a part of that I believe will help you in your online marketing journey. So be sure to sign up for that. It's in the link in show notes. It says AOM Insider, Ruthie's newsletter. You will get an Instagram growth kit and it will help you not only grow, but be able to maintain consistency on the platform. So many of you tell me that you just don't have time to post consistently and then you'll just get so overwhelmed that you fall off the radar. This will help you. It's the four best ways to grow on Instagram. So be sure to sign up for that. You'll get 30 hooks for Instagram posts and for going live. And then you will be in the know for my online marketing tips. Thank you again so much for listening. And as always, be sure to share your message your way in your own authentic voice.